This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Amen. I hope you're enjoying worship today. I hope you're enjoying worship today. There's something about worshiping together. We're seeing the videos come in on Instagram of people, uh, their kids singing, uh, playing instruments, just having a time. I hope you don't forget uh, and you're not too big, too grown up to stand and worship. There's something about changing the atmosphere in our home. They say good worship is bite-sized theology. And uh, it's not just fun words or words that sound good together. There's something that happens. It says faith comes by hearing. And uh, when we sing worship, which is based off theology, that God is good, he is with us, he'll never leave us, that we don't need to be afraid that he is our good father. Something happens in the atmosphere. So uh, we hope you're enjoying church today. It's so good to see you. Uh, it's been a beautiful day so far. And here in Nova Scotia, they're relaxing a little bit of the social distancing. So parks are open. And today when this is over, I'm hoping you're going to get outside, just grab some fresh air with your family. And we enjoy today. It's been a very, very challenging month here in our province. And I know people are watching all over all over the world, all over our country, but in Nova Scotia, if I can speak to the Nova Scotians on the, on the live stream today, it's been a challenging, I don't think I remember a more challenging month uh, as a Nova Scotian. Been here my whole life, born and raised in Nova Scotia. I don't remember four weeks, a month, a month and a half as challenging as this. And um, it's been challenging for everyday people small communities, the big cities. It's been challenging for our first responders, uh, our frontline workers. It's been challenging for our police departments. It's been challenging this week for our armed forces. And um, there's a term going around, a hashtag and a saying here in Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia strong. It's remarkable to see things like Niagara Falls changing the colors to blue and white, to see videos coming in of people in the Rockies playing bagpipes to farewell to Nova Scotia, uh, honoring our province. But as a Nova Scotian, this tag's been going around Nova Scotia strong, and I've never been more challenged as a Nova Scotian, but I've never been more proud. Never been more proud. And um, you can feel it in our community, and uh, we're in this together. We're in this together. Uh, Nova Scotia, we love you. So proud of our communities, the way we're reaching neighbors and each other and being kind, and we will get through this. We are made from tough stock. It's the cold air, it's that salt air. I don't know if we got Donair sauce in our blood, I don't know what it is, but we are, we, are, uh, we are born to get through this, and we will get through this. And Nova Scotia Strong. And then I also wanna to say to our church, we have people tuning in, and we're so glad you're tuning in, maybe from other churches, or maybe your, uh, your church isn't streaming yet, or maybe other parts of the country, and it's a different time zone, or. Maybe you're just someone clicked watch party on their Facebook and you're tuning in this morning. We're glad you're tuning in. But to our church, I just want to say I'm so proud of you. Me and Nancy and the leadership team are so proud of you and Nova Strong. Uh, so proud of your creativity, your ability to pivot and adapt in this season, uh, to not just wait for church to go back, but to be the church now. And we're really proud of your generosity, proud of your heart, proud of your tenacity in this season and um, just want to say we love you very very much uh, again if you want to if you're not a part of a church uh, and you are in the Halifax area and you say hey when this I want to be a part of this church I want to do the next step I want to get involved listen we are we believe in a team 
makes the dream. We believe in teamwork makes the dream work. Next steps, Matt, uh, Pastor Matt just mentioned it after the service. You can just jump online for 30 minutes. And uh, if you just want to text that link, uh, text that number, text one word, just all together, next steps to that number. And uh, we will uh, help you get involved and hear about our church, the vision, the history. But you can get involved and help us. And um, to the Dream Team, I'm so proud of you. And listen, don't miss the Mother's Day pickup happening this week. Listen to me. Kids, teenagers, you need to get there for your mom. You need to make sure someone goes. Uh, single moms, come. Come, pick up. We got gifts for you. Not just for your kids, but for you. And uh, moms, you're heroes. You're heroes. Every, every type, we're just so, you're heroes. So we want to honor you and love on you. And we love you so much. And um, today, if you have your Bible, I just want to encourage you for a few minutes today. Today, like I say often, is going to be like my wife, short and sweet. Uh, but if you want to turn to Acts chapter 3, and kind of encourage you to get your Bible today. We're, we're Bible people in this church. Uh, we believe in the Word of God. We believe it changes you. Uh, and we're Jesus people. This, this Bible does not just speak to history. It speaks to Jesus. Everything points to Jesus coming or talks about Jesus being here or talks about the lessons that he taught us and he's invested in us. We are passionate about Jesus in Nova Church. We're Jesus people. If you're wondering what we're about, Jesus. That's it, Jesus. So if you have your Bible today, I encourage you to open your Bible today. Uh, if not, you'll, you'll see it on the screen uh, with me in a second here. Acts chapter 3, I want to read eight verses and encourage you today. I want to encourage you today on this Sunday, on this Sunday, that you'll be strong in your faith. Amen. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in a 3 o'clock prayer service. I just need to stop right there. I am down with the 3 o'clock prayer service. I grew up, I, listen, I believe it. I love the early morning prayer times. Listen, I promote it. I'm all about it. Jesus prayed early in the morning. But these brothers right here, these disciples, these are my people. These are the quarantine people. Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about. Quarantine life, like you're getting up later. My kids, they wake up at 5 p.m. with bedhead. Like, and they're watching right now. Josh, Maddie, you know what I'm talking about. These disciples went for a prayer meeting at 3 that's the kind of prayer meeting I'm down with. That's the kind of prayer meeting I can get on board with. Three o'clock in the afternoon, have a snack and then have some prayer. Three o'clock in the afternoon, they went for a prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from people going into the temple. When, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up, and as he did... The man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. As he got up, his ankles and his feet strengthened. Then jumping and leaping and praising, he went into the temple with them. This morning, I want to challenge you from God's word, encourage you this morning, if you're taking notes, and I'd encourage you to take notes, I write this down somewhere, just a few words, maybe not every word, but a few thoughts that jump out at you today. Maybe on your notepad or on your phone. Just write this down somewhere. You're reaching. 
today. That's the title, Your Reaching. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. God, thank you for uh, everyone tuned in today, Father, on YouTube and on Facebook. And God, today we're asking for, again, your help and your presence. We're so thankful that you don't leave us alone. Jesus, you're with us. Jesus, you're cheering us on. You strengthen us. You give us counsel. You give us hope. You heal us. And we're passionate about you. And you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So even though there is social distancing, we don't have to be spiritually distant from you. God, I just pray today that you would reach through these cameras, reach through these screens, young and old, those close to you and those that feel far from you. And Father, I pray they'd feel your presence today. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do in these next few minutes. We love you so much. Father, again, we just pray for our province. We pray for our country. God, would you just step in and do a miracle? In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Uh, there's a question I keep getting asked, and it's, it goes like this uh, from pastors all over North America, and then from our church, people text me, and they, they message me on social media, and they say this, when do you think, what, just, I, I know, I know, like, we don't know right now, but when do you think church is going to go back in? When do you think we'll be able to go back into church? And I get it. I get that question. And I'm trying to read it and trying to guess myself and you know, and some people are saying it could be uh, August, September. Other people are saying, I don't think it's going to be on the East Coast until 2021. That's what some of the reports are right now. No larger gatherings, no concerts, no larger churches. But I don't know. When are we going to meet together as a church? And uh, I miss church. I do. I miss going to church. What do you miss? Maybe in the comments section. What do you miss about going to church? I miss I miss seeing people's faces. I miss, even though they're short conversations, walking through the lobby, just connecting for that 30 seconds for that minute. I miss the smell of coffee, the sound of music. I miss hearing the voices sing. I, I miss walking out on that stage and not tripping over TVs like I'm doing today on this live stream. Uh, I just, I miss seeing the faces of our dream team. I miss a lot of things. I miss, I miss actually loading trucks. I do. Uh, Leon on our team, you know what I'm talking about, and Travis and Lee, I love just being with the guys as we load in to our service. I miss a lot of things about church, but today, I, I feel like I want to encourage you again, encourage our church today, and if you're listening today and you say, I don't go to church, or maybe I used to go to church, and today you're going to be encouraged today, but I want to encourage us in this next season, because we're hoping for, you know, to gather, we're hoping for change, we're hoping for things to open up, but I want to speak to our culture and our values as people of faith. And I want to unpack this scripture for the next few minutes, just a few minutes, as we get ready to, if you're in Nova Scotia, to hopefully just go enjoy your day. Uh, I want to encourage you for a few minutes of what I see from the scripture that will help us as we go through this season and prepare for the next. A couple things I want to point out. Number one, from this passage in Acts, as these two men of God, these two disciples, as they're walking into the temple and they're, they're, they're about the mandate. They're all about Jesus and his mission. And my first thought is this in verse four. It says this, it says verse four. It says, Peter and John looked at him intently and they said, look at us. First thing I want you to mention today is to see and be seen. From this passage, I look at these disciples and they, they basically said, we want to be. We want to. We see you, and we want you to see us. Look at us as we look at you. See, and be seen. It says they looked intently. I believe, as people of faith, we have to be committed to seeing people. 
I, I think it was Helen Keller that said, what a shame to have, uh, have sight but not have vision. So many times we can see things, but we don't see things. Sometimes I'm, I'm hearing, but I'm not listening. But I think as Christians, even in this passage, we must be committed to looking intently, to see people, not afraid to see people, see people without their masks. So many times we're afraid to see people in their vulnerability and their, and their rawness and the mess that they're in. We can't be afraid to look at people on their journey of faith. Man, we're a bunch of imperfect people that serve a perfect God. And, and we, we have to be committed as Christians to seeing people, looking for people where they are, the mess that they're in, the pain that they're in, the shame that they're in. We must be committed to seeing people, have to be. Uh, a couple years ago on social media, one of my favorite pictures that came out was um, uh, my kids and my wife were big. Uh, growing up, I was a big Full House fan. Come on, I, I kind of felt like I, 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 I kind of was like Uncle Jesse. Like if there was somebody I wanted to kind of emulate, it was have mercy. Uncle, perfect hair. Come on, somebody. Someone can relate to me. He knew the Beach Boys. But I remember a couple of years ago on social media, there's the full house, the famous street that's on a hill in San Francisco and the full house that's in the show opener. And, and everybody's outside the full house seen taking selfies in front of the house. And there's Uncle Jesse. The character, uh, John Stamos, who plays Uncle Jesse, standing in front of the house across the street, and someone takes a picture of him, one of his buddies takes a picture of him in front of the full house, and all these people behind him, and they don't see him in front of the house. I don't know, is there still a full house on TV? I know there's a couple seasons. I know uh, Aunt Becky got herself in trouble. I know that. Uh, I think there's going to be a new part to the series where she goes to jail. It's called The Big House. Don't do that, Mike. That's not funny. Don't do that. Um, but I remember Uncle Jesse was outside. John Stamos was outside taking a picture, and all these people were taking pictures of the full house, and they had no idea. One of their favorite characters, someone from the show, was literally 15, 20 feet away from them. Why? Because they had their sight so much inward on their selfie, they never saw the opportunity that was right in front of them. We do that sometimes. I think sometimes we are so busy trying to get to church that we don't see opportunity to be the church. Later on in the comments, you saw people going, I was there. I can't believe those people never saw Uncle Jesse right in front of them. Sometimes, listen, social media, media. I think sometimes we're so inward focused. We're so inward focused that we don't see intently people in need. I'm guilty of this. Even in this season, have you said this? Have you said this? Here's how you know if you're looking inwardly, not outwardly. If you're, if you're not looking intently at others, and I've done this, I've said this in this season, and uh, I'm bored. Or maybe you said things like, it always starts with me or I'm. I'm disappointed. Or I deserved better than that. Or I think, I think, I think they should have treated me better than this. And uh, I'm missing out on, or... Uh, that didn't go the way I wanted it. And I get it. Disappointment is real. It's a part of life. But I'm reminded that if these disciples were more committed to on their journey and what they were doing and how they were feeling, trying to get their clothes ready for the temple, focused on their offering, focused on their worship, focused on their moment and their journey, they would have missed the moment in front of them. I love this, that the disciples say that they are committed to seeing people. It said they looked intently. In this season, I don't know when church is going back, 
but we cannot wait to go back to church to be to church. We cannot wait to see each other in seats and rows and pews and not see the people around us. I, my prayer is more than ever, God, where my sentences stop being me and I and I want and I don't and I didn't and I wish and can we look outwards? They see people, see people. I realize in my life that we've got to get our heads up and look out. Hungry for God, hungry for God to speak to us. And when I'm not hungry for God, when there's no appetite for God in my life, it's usually because I'm full of myself. In this season, you started the season going, man, I'm going to read books. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to, and then after a while, it's like, I just wonder, maybe our hunger, maybe my hunger for God isn't where it needs to be because I'm full of myself. It says, not only did they say they looked intently, but they, then they said, look at us. It's see and be seen. They said, look at us. Look at us. I, uh, I'm committed. We're committed as Christians not to be a people that hide. Look at us. And I'm not talking a celebrity point of view. I'm not talking from a fame point of view. But saying, listen, we're imperfect people, but we know that God put us here to help. So look at us. We're not hiding in this season. We're not going to be a people that hides. I, I have found one thing I do like about this pandemic. There's not a lot. But I do like going grocery shopping with a mask on. Not because I think of viruses, but I can hide in plain sight. Sometimes the introvert Mike doesn't want to always be an extrovert Mike. And, and I, now I can walk by people that I know. And I haven't done it to anyone from Nova Church because I love you. But you can put this mask on and put your hat down and, and you can hide. Listen, as people of faith, we are committed to saying, look at us. We're not, we're not hiding. We didn't plant this church called Nova not to talk about it. We didn't plant this church not to share it on social media. We didn't, we didn't follow Jesus. We didn't give our lives to this faith to hide it from people. We didn't follow Jesus, decide to follow him with our life just to hide. Look at us. We're committed to being seen. Welcome the stairs. Welcome people staring at you. Welcome the investigation. Isn't it amazing that people that aren't in faith know how we in the faith should live? Well, I didn't think Christians talked that way. I didn't think Christians watched that. I didn't think, thank you, thank you for watching my life. Sometimes people go, well, I don't know if that's the right, my kids are like, dad, I don't know if you should say that. I don't know if you should uh, be like, I don't know. And so I, we welcome the investigations. We're not perfect, but we're saying, listen, we didn't follow Jesus to hide in this thing. And there's a higher standard, but we welcome the stares. We welcome the questions. We welcome the investigations. Some people always say, just don't look at me. Look at Jesus. No, no. The disciples said, no, no, look at us. Look at us. And we're saying, we don't have this all figured out. We are far from perfect. And we got issues. And we got problems. But we're committed to figuring this out. We're committed to following Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. We're going to try our best to follow Jesus and say to our city, to our neighbors, to our loved ones, look at us. Look at us today. Yesterday, we had the opportunity to see and be seen. And you'll see some pictures coming up on the screen. We did a drive through grocery pickup yesterday where we just put it out on social media and we promoted it and people uh, shared it and just said, hey, do you need groceries? You got a car, just pull up and we'll put them in your trunk. And, and what we're saying is we're not waiting to go back to church. We see our city. This is just one thing. Heard someone say that people can't hear the gospel if their bellies are rumbling so loud they can't hear you. It's just one way to meet. And we, our church stepped up through giving, through their regular giving. And people stepped up and, and, and packed groceries and bought groceries and handed out groceries. But we are committed 
We are committed to not hiding in the shadows. We won't settle for the shadows as Christians. Look at us. Look at us, church. We're committed to not hiding in the shadows. We're committed to be shining examples of imperfect people being used by a perfect God. We're committed to it. Second point from this today I want to encourage you with is give what's needed, not what's wanted. Give what's needed, not what's wanted. There's a difference between what I want and what I need. The man wanted gold. Please don't miss this. But the man needed God. There's a difference between what I want and what I need. My daughter Maddie, she wants candy all the time. That's what she wants. In fact, even just yesterday she shared, and mom, if you're listening, I'm on to you. She said, at Nana's, Nana lets me eat sugar out of the bowl with a spoon. My mother, the same mother that made me eat vegetables, has changed as a grandmother. And my daughter loves sugar. She loves candy. She would eat chocolate for breakfast, lunch. She loves candy. And what Maddie wants is sugar. Maddie, if you're watching, put down the Fruit Loops and go buy some broccoli. Go, go eat a carrot or something. But she wants, what she wants is not what she needs. So many times what we want is not what we actually need. I thank God. I turned 45 soon, and I thank God that he didn't give me what I wanted in my 20s, all the things I wanted. I thank God for unanswered prayers. How many times did you pray for that relationship or that promotion or that opportunity or that moment? And looking back now going, if I had, was given that relationship or that opportunity or that moment, my life would be a mess. I thank God that God gave me what I needed, not always what I wanted. There's a difference in that. May we never settle for being dealers of stuff. May we always give people what we have and give them Jesus. It may be wrapped in a grocery bag on Saturday in the trunks. It may be wrapped through a live stream. It may be wrapped through iPads at a hospital or helping schools. It may be wrapped in different cases, but make no mistake, we're not settling for trinkets and, and stuff. We're not giving them stuff. We're giving them God. We're giving them Jesus. And what people need and what people want, sometimes not the same thing. I'm so thankful that God doesn't give me always what I want, but what I need. As a church, we're committed to giving people what they need. What they need is Jesus. We give Jesus. We're simple people. All we got is Jesus. We give them what we got. We don't have a lot as a church. We don't have a lot as people. We got Jesus. We got hope. We got forgiveness for our sins that, that just because someone messed with us doesn't mean that our life is messed up. Just because we did some things and we have some shame doesn't mean we're done doesn't mean we're disqualified and we give them hope and we give them faith and we know that you can know Jesus, the, the God that loves you and saves you and is with you. We give them Jesus. Why? Because that's what our world needs. Church, we're committed to being seen and seeing, but we're committed to giving people what they need. What we need more than ever is the hope of Jesus Christ. We're committed to that. I was at Starbucks uh, a little while ago last year. I had a great chat with some people in our city. And this one man, he meant well, he meant well, but he walked up and we were talking. He said, now that, now that Nova's established, are you, are you going to start preaching deeper messages? I know none of you have ever thought that, ever. Uh, he said, are you going to start preaching deeper messages? And I get what he was saying. I get what he was saying. But in that moment, I hadn't had my coffee yet. I was just feeling a little feisty that day. I looked at him and I said, no, 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 I, I only preach one way. That's Jesus. That's all I got. I'm reminded that when people are drowning, they don't need the Greek word for a life raft. 
They don't need a Bible study on a life raft. They don't need a word study. They don't need a thesaurus. They don't need an, an exhaustive search on life rafts. They don't need a PowerPoint on life rafts. What they need is a life raft. I'm reminded more than ever that people need Jesus. They don't need us to complicate it. They don't need us to, to make it hard to understand. We don't need to walk out with more questions and answers. The simple thing is these disciples walked up and they didn't take a, a, a questionnaire from this man. They didn't question his faith or if he understood. They didn't unpack the old scriptures and there's a value in all of that. But in that moment, they kept it simple and said, we're gonna give you what we have. Give them Jesus. We're gonna keep giving people Jesus. A drowning man needs hope and our city needs Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. Give them what we got. Third thing today, and I'm almost done. From this story today, thinking about us as a church and as our community as you're tuning in, my third point from this passage today is the miracle is in the reaching. Let me read it in verse seven. It says this, that Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, I got that circled in my Bible. As he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. Church, I just want to say this as one of your pastors and as a preacher this morning. I'm realizing that there's usually more miracle in the reaching than in the preaching. It's amazing that this miracle happened outside church. They weren't even in church. They were outside church. Listen, there's coming a time where the miracles will happen more outside the church than inside the church. So many people are waiting for a church service to change the world. I believe in church services, man. I, I love them. I'm in them. I get it. But the miracle happened in the reaching, not the preaching. The miracle happened outside the service, not in the service. The miracle is in the reaching. We have to be committed more than ever to reaching people, seeing them having them look at us, giving them what they need, but reaching people right where they are. The miracle is in the reaching. I had someone ask me, what helps you preach? I was doing a workshop at a conference once and someone said, hey, like, what helps you preach? You know what helps me preach? Faces. I don't know how other people do it, but I just can't go through a passage and go, oh, that sounds good. Oh man, that would be, that's a great truth. But as I'm reading, as I'm studying, as I'm contemplating, usually it starts with a face. Someone that we've reached in our church, a face, stories, thinking about God's journey and God's love for them and God's plan for them. I think about their needs and their pain, but their dreams and their passions and the vision for their life. And as I start thinking about the faces of people, I also think about the people that we couldn't reach. People that... Uh, we couldn't get to on time. People that we couldn't reach through to. And they're fuel for us. On our team, we say all the time to our preachers, you gotta put a face on your fight. And when you're fighting to deliver God's word, you gotta put a face on it. And that face is not your own. It's not about celebrity or status. It's about the people that need to hear it. When, you, when, we, when, when I think about the people that we need to reach or people that maybe we couldn't reach, it does something inside me. Church, I wanna remind you, we gotta put a face on our fight. The miracle is in the reaching, not the preaching. There's this quote I heard growing up that people don't, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. There is so much truth in that. So much truth in that. We gotta reach people. We can't wait to get them to a service. We can't wait to get them to a live stream. We gotta reach people, see them, get our heads up. Stop looking inwardly all the time. And start looking out going, listen, I, I see you. 
look at us. I'm going to give you what you need. But then reach. The miracle didn't happen, and then they lifted him up. If you read the, the text there, I think it's fascinating that they said, we're going to give you God, and nothing happened. You ever feel like that happens? You give people God, maybe you, on a live stream, or maybe you talk to somebody, and you give them God, nothing happens. And the disciples didn't go, well, we tried, and kept going to church. It says they reached. And as they reached and lifted him up, the miracle happened. The miracle's in the reaching. People are going through some stuff right now in our province. People are going through some stuff that they need some help. They need hope. They need a new start. They need to know they're not alone. Some of us wanted a handout, but what we needed was a hand up. So thankful that God didn't give me a handout. So thankful people didn't settle in my life for just settling, give me a handout, but they gave me a hand up. They reached up. I am here today because of countless people that gave me a hand to lift me up from the pain I was in, the mess I was in, the religion I was in, people in my, in my childhood, in my teens, in my 20s, in my 30s, in my 40s, saying, no, no, we lift you higher. Jesus always lifts us higher. The Bible says stand. Having done all, stand. Jesus always lifts you higher. We're committed to reaching out and bringing our city higher, bringing our neighbors higher, bringing our families higher, bringing our city higher. The miracle is in the reaching. Many times we don't help because of what we don't have. Isn't it easy to go, well, if we only had this? Six months ago, if we only had a building, buildings don't matter now. If we only had more money in the bank. So many times you can look at what you don't have, give them what you got, and we reach out today. Before this season, last year, one of the person we love was struggling. They were in a tough place, a dark place mentally. They were in a dark place uh, in their life and they were struggling. And I was talking to Nancy one night and I said, like, I don't know. They're in a bad place. I don't know. I feel helpless right now. And there's a lot of things going on that they're in a dark place. And I remember saying to Nancy, I just wish we had some money just to pay some bills and just relieve the pressure. I said, I just feel like we need to give them some money. I, I wish we had something to give them. And Nancy's like, no, 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 let's just invite him for supper. I said, babe, like, like, what's that gonna do? She goes, Mike, I need to remind them of who they are. So thankful that person's doing well now. A miracle happened. But my wife said it so right. She goes, Mike, we can't wait till we have stuff to reach somebody. We have to see them now. She, I'll never forget it. She said, we have to remind them who they are because they forgot who they are. I wanna remind you today that you're not, just a sinner. You're not just a mess. You're not just, uh, um, you know, your, your marriage relationship. You're not just a, a series of failed relationships. You're not that failed business. You're not just your status online. You're not just your degree. You're not just your bank account. I need to remind you who you are today. The Bible says that we are sons and daughters of Christ, that God loves us. Remind you who you are today, and we reach for people. The disciples grabbed on, and they were determined that they're gonna get this person up. We need to be determined as a church to get people standing. We're not gonna settle for Sundays when God called us to reach Mondays. It says in verse eight, he says, then he walked into the temple. I love that. He stood up and then he jumped and praised and danced and sang as he went in. Listen, people in this next season are gonna be into walking into a new relationship with Jesus. They're gonna walk into our churches all over the world. They're gonna walk into our lives. They're gonna walk into knowing Jesus. They're gonna walk into, and that next season is determined what we do in this season. If we can get our head up 
and not be so inward about what we're missing and our disappointments and how someone didn't treat us right and we deserve better and I wish we had and why are we stuck in this moment? If we can start seeing people and give them what we got, not waiting till we get more, but give them what we got and what we got is Jesus. It's enough. Jesus is enough. If we understand the miracle is in the reaching, I believe people are gonna walk into a new season because of us reaching them in this season. He says, as he lifted him up, a miracle happened and then he walked into they're coming, my friends. They're coming. They're coming to our churches. They're coming into our offices. They're coming into our lives. If we continue to reach people now today, church, I want to pray for you. Let me ask you today, church, our church, maybe you go to church, is uh, what do you see right now? What do you see? Is your head down? Does most of your inner dialogue, most of your conversation start with me or I or I wish, I don't, I'm disappointed. What do you see today? Do you see people? See opportunity to reach people? Do you see your neighbors? Do you see your family? Do you see your spouse? Do you see them? What do you see today? Praying today God would change our vision. We're not waiting for a church to open, but we would understand that we are a church to launch. Gotta reach some people. Yesterday, people pulling in that parking lot I'm looking at car seats in the back seat, people. And they're leaving with a bag of groceries, just groceries. But I just kept praying, God, give them Jesus. Give them hope today. See people. Listen, there's so much we can do. Got to get our head up. Church, I want to pray for you today. Get your head up. I don't know what you see today. There's more than our lawn, more than our friends, more than our schedule. There's more. There's more today to be seen. Let me pray for you today. God, I pray for our church right now. I pray for anyone watching this that follows you and said they're passionate about you. And Father, like those disciples, they were on their way to their duty, onto their formality, onto their schedule, to their routine when it was interrupted. God, we've been interrupted now by need. We've been interrupted by pain. God, may we not look the other way, avoiding eye contact with need, but may we look it straight in the eye and see need and may we say to those around us, look at us. Father, I pray for our church. I thank you for our church. I thank you for the churches in Halifax and Nova Scotia and beyond. And I pray they continue to see. Would you open our eyes, Lord, to see the need? God, would you get it off us and look at others? Maybe you're, uh, you're watching this today and you say, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know Jesus. I tuned in. I've been tuning in for a few weeks. Maybe you're new today tuning in. You stumbled upon it because someone shared it or you're waiting for something good to come on TV. You're waiting for the Jordan documentary tonight, I don't know. But you're like, I, I feel far from God. I feel like, I, I, I actually feel like that man at the gate. I feel broken. I feel down. I feel like I can't get myself up. I feel like I'm just, I just need something. I don't even know what I need. I need something. I need to get through this season. This season will pass. But I believe you can have Jesus now. If someone clicked watch party on this, you need to know that they're not perfect. This church isn't perfect. I'm so far from perfect but we have figured out this much, we need Jesus. And we prayed this prayer. I wanna pray for you. Can I pray for you today? Right where you're watching this. Maybe you're a teenager, maybe you're a senior. I don't know who you are today, but I just wanna pray for you. I wanna help reach out to you. We see you today. We do this because we see you. We see you. Look at us. We got so many issues as a church. We don't have a lot. But what we do have, we wanna give today. And we found forgiveness and hope and joy. And we're imperfect but we're serving a perfect God that is passionate. We wanna just give you an opportunity 
to stand up today in faith. If you want me to pray for you, you're going to see a number on the screen. You can just text that word faith. It's just a way of reaching out today to us and meet us where we're at. Just say, would you pray for me? It's not joining a church. Someone's going to pray for you. Someone's going to just connect with you. But we want to pray for you. Can I pray for you right now? You might be by yourself, maybe with your family. Just in this moment, would you just bow your head? Can I pray for you? As we reach out today, we see you. And we believe that in this season, you can stand. Because God wants you to enter into something better. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for those watching today. I'm reminded that this camera is a portal, not just into homes, but into souls. And the people's pain and joy and there's different seasons happening right now on the other side of this lens. And God, I know that you know them, you see them, you see them, you see them, you see them. You love them, you're passionate about them. And God, right now we ask that you give fresh life, new life, new hope, forgiveness for our sin, forgiveness for our past. You promised, you said, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that you are God, that you are Lord, a miracle happens, you give us new life. So today we pray together, Jesus, we believe in you. We need you. We need you to take our lives and lift us higher. Would you come in and lead us and help us and forgive us? I need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I believe a miracle is happening. You're standing on the inside. You might be sitting on the couch. You might be in your PJs. You might be eating breakfast. I don't know, but on the inside, a miracle is happening. You're standing up. A miracle is happening. A strengthening is happening. We're here for you. Would you text that number, faith to that number? And would you just connect with us so we can cheer you on? And as we get ready to go back into worship, I want to remind you that uh, you're not alone in this. We're with you in this. We love you so much. We're no longer slaves. All right, turn it up. Let's worship God. We love you.